okay. So David Letterman used to say, that was worth the price of admission. Right there, that's all we need. Let's just go home. Um, I'm gonna do a little mini sermon. Can you do that? You got that in you? Because we're in this sermon series called 167, which is the, the um, it's a number of hours outside of church where we're saying, like, this is where we walk with God. It isn't just this hour. This hour is, man, it's the shot of adrenaline arm. It's the encouragement we need. It's the realignment and the reorientation. It's so good. This hour is so good. But then there's all this 167 other hours where we can walk with God. What's it look like to walk with God in all of those other hours? And this time, this uh, week, we're, I picked an hour called 8 p.m. on Friday. But the idea is I wanted to talk about me time. Me time. This is the me time. Now, I had the greatest me time this week. Thursday, I got a few hours off, uh, off of my day off on Thursdays, and uh, I had a few hours off on Thursday, and so I went with, this is so, this is what me time for me is all about. I called, well, actually, Jonathan called me. My friend Jonathan called me and goes, you want to ride your bike? And I'm like, yes, I want to ride my bike. So there's something about being a 61-year-old man, riding a bike makes me feel like I'm 12. Like, that's all those dudes in spandex out there. Like, they are just getting in touch with their inner 12-year-old. And I was out there. So Jonathan and I went and rode our bikes. We parked our cars partway. We rode to Petaluma through the incredible, it's all green out there right now. And there's animals and the warm sunshine. And we got to talk, we talked deeply about our lives and about what's going on with us right now. It was just all my love language. It was being on my bike. It was being outdoors. It was being uh, with, a, with a brother in the Lord. It was talking deeply. We rode to uh, the bagel mill. Shout out to Pelham's bagel mill. Hello. Food is always part of my me time. Always part of my me time. And I didn't get like a little bagel toasted with a little light schmear. No, I had like lox and cream cheese and extra capers. And yeah, somebody's applauding that. That's awesome. And uh, you're feeling me, right? And then, and then I got, they make a cafe au lait there that is just like out of, it just feels like I'm in a French cafe. Like it is, and we just scarfed. And then we rode our way back. And when I got home, I took a shower and then a nap. Come on, does anybody feel in my me time right now? Like I slept like a baby in the middle of the day. And then I got up and, uh, and I was texting with another friend who was making chili for the men's uh, thing the next day. And I'm like, nobody asked me, asked me to make chili, but I love chili. I'm gonna make chili. And so I researched a great recipe that, that fired me up. I went to the grocery store by myself with music in my head, didn't talk to a soul, didn't make friends. They're like, hey, how are you? I'm like, I don't like people right now. So I was alone. <laughs> I went to my house. I fried a pound of bacon that was the key to this chili. I mean, it was so fun. And I made this incredible chili. I made a mistake with a cayenne pepper. <laughs> so no one can eat this chili but me and only in small doses. This was my me time. I want to talk this morning, and I have 15 minutes to spend with you right now, but I want to talk to you about why me time is so delicious, and then I want to flip the script a little bit and talk, maybe say something that's going to be terrifyingly countercultural, and then I'm going to tell you how to make Friday night at 8 o'clock your best Friday night of your life, okay? Here we go. Let's do those three things. First, this is why me time is so delicious. I don't even have to say anything more. You guys are already translating your me time into, into your story, into your details, into what you do. Because me time, what is me time? The definition of me time is me time. It's about our longing for happiness. Bottom line, it's our search for life 
and for happiness. That's what's happening with us inside me time. We also call it self-care. We call it because there's a visceral need to care for myself, to do the things that would feel good to me, to, to take care, to be careful, to repair, to restore. Like those are the things that start to happen. And often what ends up happening is we, we stop and we go, man, what do I feel like I want to do? So there's something that feels soul filling to do what I want to do. And that's why it's so awesome. So it's sort of time off. It's time off from work and the drudgery. It's time off from other people and their needs. It's time off from uh, the toil and the obligations and being stretched and the stress. That's why it's so delicious. Bottom line, when we talk about me time, we talk about self-care, it's because it is our search for life and for happiness. Now think about what it is we're looking for in our time off. And even just these words, don't they minister to you? Like we're looking for rest. God, don't we need rest? I said that as a prayer, like we're so tired. We need a relief of stress and which can't, this stress is, it's so ever present all the time now. We need some joy and some happiness because life's so hard. We need some comfort, like locks and capers. And we need some meaning and purpose because so much of our lives, we feel like we're just rushing through and we're doing things, we're working for the man and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, ah. So this is what's happening. This is what we're looking for in this time off. And this is why it is so delicious because you can hear that there is this care for our soul in all of these. Again, me time we talk about me time and why it's such a big deal for, for, for our world and for us, it's because, I think it because it gets in touch with our longing for life. And friends, that's what you were created for, is life at its fullest. And so there's something about the me time that gets in touch with the deepest things, with the beauty of God, with the deepest places in our life. That's why. So, for, so we are looking for life, for joy, for depth, for peace, but not just struggle and toil and anxiety and worry, but presence of God and beauty and rest, etc. That's why it's so amazing. And that's why when we come to those hours in our week when we're like, mm, I'm off, like Friday at eight o'clock, this is why the stakes are so high. Because we're now getting in touch with our longing for life. Now, that's why it's so delicious. But let me flip the script and say something that might be terrifyingly countercultural. And that is that we have to be so careful because biblically, there's no such thing as me time. Were you already with me in that whole introduction? You were like, he sounds like, I don't know that that's. <laughs> See, there's no such thing as me time in scripture, because if we talk about me time, that's a compartmentalization of our spiritual lives, the life that we live for God, and then the life that's mine. So I use the word me time on purpose to kind of create that dichotomy. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with soul care. And I'm going to talk about that in the last half of my time with you right now. Caring for our soul is right. Searching for life at its fullest and living it out in the presence of God is right. But man, we have to be careful because the Bible doesn't go, you know what? Give me some of your time and the rest, that's all for you. 
The Lord Jesus doesn't go, why don't you give me one or two or five hours a week? And the rest is about you. It's all about you. That's not what happens in the scriptures. In fact, every hour is the Lord's. Everything I have is from him. We've talked about that so many times in so many sermon series. Every word, every hour, every dollar, every thought, they come under the lordship of Jesus. And so there's actually no such thing in our lives as time that is his and time that's mine. That's not how we roll as believers in Christ. There's, the scripture is replete with this kind of teaching. They just picked one verse from King David out of First Chronicles where he was bringing to, this is when he was planning on building the temple and bringing tithes and all that kind of stuff. Look at this verse in, uh, in First Chronicles. Everything comes from you and we're only giving you, King David says to the Lord, what already comes from your hand. Like everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. And so we can accidentally think that it is our time for me, for what I need, as opposed to being under the lordship of Jesus. And so what can happen in our fragile state, especially as we thirst for life, all those good things like rest, comfort, happiness, joy, and relief of anxiety, right? All of that stuff, that's us thirsting for life. That is right. Hear me. Do you hear me on that? That is right. You were made for that. But in our fragile state, as we thirst for that, here's what can happen. We just go out and do whatever we want. And that is never the mandate of a believer in Jesus. Galatians 5 speaks to that. Can't, I wonder how many times we've used this text in the last few years. So I say, walk by the Spirit. And you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what's contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. Now look at the very specific words. So that, these things are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do what you want. Like you don't get to just do what you want. When I say you, I mean me. We do not get to just do what we want. That's not wise. In our thirst for life, in our fragile state, that's the fear that we'll just go out and do whatever we want. And this is what's so cross-cultural, or not cross-cultural, counter-cultural. That's what the world says. This is me time. You just go do what you want. You just go take care of yourself. You just go pleasure yourself. So there is a sense in which Christian me time, self-care, soul care is very, very different. Here's the point. We're looking for life rest and peace and joy and all the things that God brings. We're looking for life, but we won't find it if we just do what we want. Instead, self-care time, soul care time, like everything else in our lives, must be seen through the lens. Ready? That Jesus is Lord. That's what their testimony was about. That's what this sacrament is about, that Jesus is the Lord of my life and that he knows me and cares about me finding life and that he knows where life will be found for me. Do you hear that lens? Jesus is Lord. He knows me and cares about me finding life and he actually knows how I'll find it. Now that's soul care. Now that's what we do with me time, the caring for myself time, is about connecting 
with the God who knows what life is and will bring it. That's what the subtitle is in this whole sermon series is walking with God in all the other 167 hours. So we're going to walk with God. So what we're really looking for, and not just only Friday night at eight o'clock, is spiritual self-care. Not self-care, spiritual self-care. That's what we're looking for. And so when we have those moments where we're out from the obligations of work and family and chores and laundry and all of those things, we're going to want to care. We're going to want the spiritual self to be cared for by being in the presence of God. Now, again, Scripture is full of teaching that he knows what life is about. Look at Psalm 16. I was going to, originally I was going to just preach on this psalm, and I'm just going to read it to you and hope you can go back and look at it. Lord, you alone are my portion. I mean, this is, this is such a great word. You alone are my portion, meaning you're, you, God, are, are, are what I receive. Is that my phone? Is that a, I? That, that you, God, are my portion. You are what has been given me that is of highest value. That's what this is. You are my inheritance, maybe your translation reads. Isn't that beautiful? You're what I need. Now look at this, look at this text. You're what I need. You are my portion and my cup. You're my blessing. You, God, what you give me is what I need. You make my lot secure, which is like you protect and guide my life. You anchor me. You're my rock. I just love this passage. The boundary lines, what you've given me, where I'm living, what I'm about, have fallen in pleasant places. And surely I have a delightful inheritance. In other words, you read the Psalms and you see all over and whom have I in heaven but you and being with you. Anybody know the rest of the phrase? I desire nothing on earth. There's this sense and teaching in the scripture that everything I'm looking for It's him that's my inheritance. It's him that he gives me. He's the cup of blessing. And so when I'm like, I'm searching for life, what do I go? Where do I look for? Where do I get it? What? It's him. He's the one. And so our me time is so great because it's such a, it's our, it's a, it's our search for life. But then we come to terms with, oh, life's found in you. Jesus summed that up in John 10, 10, Right? I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. That's what I am bringing. I'm the one who brings life. So me times us looking for life. So we need to look to him. So what does that then spiritual self care look like? How do you make Friday night the best night of your life at eight o'clock when you're like, ah, I'm off work. I'm free. What does that look like? What does it look like? And it's not just Friday night, eight o'clock, right? But it's when you get that, that time where you're like, ah, free from obligations. What should it look like? Here's some pro tips. I'm going to give you four out of the five I planned because we're short on time. One, ask Jesus to lead you to what you need. This is how you make Friday night the best night of your life is you actually are intentional about what your soul needs, what you're longing for, and you ask Jesus to design it for you. This is where it gets super crazy religious fanatic. I already said to my wife, I said to Ben this morning, I'm like, this is where I think people are going to look at me on stage and go, you do not live like that. You do not expect us to live like that. You do not pray about Friday night at eight (laughs) o'clock. And I often don't pray about Friday night at eight o'clock, but I'll tell you what. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm praying all the time about 
What's on my calendar? What do I need? Where are you, Lord? Lead me, guide me. Like, life comes from you. Oh, my boundaries have fallen in pleasant places. You're my inheritance. You're my cup of blessing. You are what I need. So here's Friday night. I don't have any commitments. What is it, God, that you have for me? That's a whole week-long process, but it's also a process at 7.59 or whatever before that hour to go, what do I do? So we ask Jesus to lead us to what we need, and then we submit to his way. You guys, I cannot preach this more clearly. I cannot overemphasize it. I cannot, I don't know how to tell you that we actually believe that this is where life is found, that we ask Jesus for stuff. We ask Jesus for leading. What did Mia say in her testimony? It's worth a shot. (laughs) Have we even asked him? And maybe, 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 you know, we can have all this conversation. Maybe he's like, gosh, I don't know, you have so much freedom. Go to the movies, stay home, play cards, go sit in the hot, whatever you want to do. But maybe he's also like, you know what your soul needs? You need to get alone and worship. You need to get outside and go walk around. You need to call your brother in the Lord. You need, like, just let's ask him. So let's ask him what we need, get in touch with our hearts, and then submit to Jesus' leading in that he may be very clear. He may lead by just mm, longings, or he may give you freedom, but let's ask him, right? Remember the subtitle, How to Walk with God. In all the 167 hours, so let's walk with God, with what we do with this free time, this time off. And then as you make decisions, ask if it feels like Jesus is with you. Ask if it feels like Jesus is with you in it or not. Is Jesus there with me? Does this feel like this is the right thing? Like Jesus is this like, yes, this is, has the blessing of Jesus on it. And you're like, oh, so Netflix? Like, what is that? Like, yes, Netflix has the blessing of Jesus on it. If he's leading you, if you're living in purity, if you're asking the Holy Spirit for discernment and there is joy and like, of course it can be a godly experience. Of course it can or not. (laughs) So let's ask him and discern it. I've told you this story before that when I was in junior high, my junior high leader gave us eight by 10 framed pictures of Jesus and made us carry them for a whole day. Maybe it was a week. And it didn't fit in my locker. So I had to carry it around. What was his point? Is what you're doing right now, is Jesus good with that? Is what you're doing right now, are you believing Jesus is with you? Is what you're longing for right now, is Jesus in the midst of it right here giving you life because he is your portion and your cup and he's what you need? I'm carrying this around these days. It's a little olive wood cross that I got in Israel because I lost the one I got six years ago because I was carrying it around. (laughs) Is Jesus the one I'm looking to for life every minute of every day or at eight o'clock on Friday nights, right? So we ask Jesus, what is it that we really need? And then we follow him in it. Second, here's how to make it the best night of your life. Slow down for God's sake. In our free time, listen, I, I judge you. I judge you so hard. I judge you. I judge. when I go, hey, what'd you do on your weekend? And then I hear your schedule. And then I look, at the mirror, look in the mirror. 
we just run and run and run and we get free time and whether we ask Jesus or not, we just run and we fill it with stuff. And sometimes we just fill it with stuff because we're hungry and thirsty for life. When we're hungry and thirsty for life, we're filling it because we're desperate to try to find something or we're so angsty deep down that any quiet moment is gonna be miserable and terrifying and so I'm just gonna fill it with things. We gotta slow down. And that's how we enter into this being cared for by Jesus. That's how we walk with God in the midst of our soul. Let's not suppress the angst. Let's not be unexamined. Let's not just throw our yeses out there like they're cheap, uh, you know, like let's, they're valuable. And let's live lives examined, intentional about what it is that our soul needs and what Jesus has asked us to do to walk with him in that. One thing's for sure, less is more and slower is healthier. That's all I know especially today. And listen, I'm not saying less when your pastor's like, hey, let's go out and have a cup of coffee. And you're like, no, I'm saying no more often. You say yes to that. (laughs) I'm saying say no more often to empty calories. The things that aren't filling you, the things that aren't bringing life. Let's be discerning about that and go, that's a no. I always come back from that going, I was, I'm exhausted, or I'm struggling, or I'm far away from God. Those are no's. I'm going to say yes to the good things, but slower and more intentional. So where are we so far? One, ask Jesus. Second, slow down for God's sake. Three, three, fill your tank by practicing your spiritual love language. Did you know that there are spiritual love languages? Many people know the books about your love languages and relationships and marriage. There's spiritual, we call them spiritual, they're called spiritual pathways. And all that means is God's designed you to connect with him really uniquely, kind of more one way than another maybe. And so uh, if you need a resource, John Ortberg's uh, stuff on this is really good everyday stuff. In fact, what's the book that... Um, that he talks about this called um, An Ordinary Day with God. Okay, it's super great. And you can kind of reflect on this. But what's your spiritual pathway? It's a way that God uses to really fill your tank. And other stuff doesn't fill your tank the way it may fill other people's tanks. Like for example, some people connect with God more when they're with others. And then other people connect with God when they're better when they're alone, right? So they get, it's hard for them to find God in a crowd. And the other people actually hard for them to find God when they're not in a crowd. Or some people find God in nature. And so when they're in the city, in the office, indoors, man, it's just really hard to find God. And so figure out what yours is and do that so your tank is full. That is a super great way to spend your eight o'clock on Friday night is practicing your spiritual pathway, your spiritual love language and make it intentional so that you're not doing things that don't necessarily fill you or that are harder for you to find God in. So be, and the point is, be maximizing the opportunity. Now, the fourth one I was gonna say, and I'm gonna skip it, but you can read it right here. It's employ your gifts so that you're living out of deep purpose. And all I was trying to say there is if you're giving and serving the Lord and you are living out of your purpose for who you are, you're gonna develop a hunger for the good food and the good calories. And so when you get some me time, you're going you're gonna to be thirsty. You're going to be hungry for good spiritual food because you've been out living for Jesus the whole week. That's a whole other sermon. So I'm going to land on this one fifth. This is how to make Friday nights your, your uh, best Friday night of your life. Be careful. 
even as you walk in this freedom. Be careful even as you walk in this freedom. Let me just quote to you some scriptures, okay? Because, well, here's the point. The point is that you have to be honest. We have to be honest. Kind of back to that first point. Is Jesus good with this? Is this him bringing us life? Or am I just checking out and being about me in this Friday night at 8 o'clock? Let's be honest. Is this Jesus? Am I in it with him? Is he bringing life? Let's be very careful how we walk in this freedom. Put that, um, that sign back up there, Logan, that last one, just so they can see it. I want them to think about that. And let me quote some scripture to you. 1 Peter 2, 16, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, for you are God's servants. Galatians 5.13, do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. 1 Corinthians 16, don't you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Be very careful as you walk in freedom that you're living in life, giving ways, friends. And one more verse, Ephesians 5, 17, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Do you hear the intentionality about getting our soul cared for, about walking with God in the midst of this band? Why don't you guys come out and you're gonna close us with a, with a worship song. But in other words, listen, this, this point about walk, being careful as we walk in freedom. In other words, walk with God, walk with God, walk with God, even in time that we think is mine, even in time we think is free, walk with God. Because the opposite, the opposite is then not being with the God who gives life, but being away from him, which then creates the, the, a distance from God, which gives us less life, which gives us less discernment about how to live and the less of the things that our soul actually needs. And pretty soon we've walked away from our faith and as the scriptures say, and have pierced ourselves with many griefs. So we walk with God to find the life that we're looking for. Me time is about our search for life and for happiness, friends. The sum of it all then is believers and followers of Jesus to say, here I am, Lord, it's Friday night. Here I am, it's whenever. It's, I'm free, this is my free time. Out of all the things that I'm feeling, out of all the things, Lord, that I'm longing for, out of all that is confusing and chaotic in my heart, out of all the things I could do tonight, what I really need is you. And so come and meet my needs, Lord Jesus, and bring life. Let's stand and worship with that theme.